everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Watcher. Glad you could join us on this Tuesday night. I am Corey Charette, and joining me is my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, what's going on? Hello, hello. I'm good, Corey. Uh, you doing all right? I'm doing okay. okay. Yes, uh, we tried to record this a few minutes ago, and I decided to call this show The Average Joe Show for some apparent reason. I don't know why. I even said it was Tuesday night, too, and that's the same thing. network. You know, it was close. <laughs> yeah, not close enough. I mean, a little different. But, uh, boy, uh, work must be getting to me. I don't know. Um, I, I have show notes in front of me, too. I should just read it. It says Sci-Fi Watcher. You're all right. Even though I said, it even though it said it was episode 288 of Sci-Fi Watch, if Average Joe Show. It, all right. Let's get, <laughs> before we get into the shorts, let's get into some news here. And of course, the big, the big science fiction story of the week is the teaser trailer for Star Wars. Episode nine has dropped called The Rise of the Skywalker. And of course, everybody in the sun has seen this. And Brian, what are your thoughts on this? I want to call it a trailer. It's a teaser. What do you want on this teaser? I mean, this feels like a typical J.J. Abrams trailer, you mm -hmm. know, action, spectacle, nostalgia, you know, Lando. <laughs> That's it, man. I'm happy he's back. It took long enough to have Billy D show up. Billy D. I mean, I, I'm excited for what I'm seeing. You know, it looks like some time has passed. Uh, we got a, we got a little, you know, spoiler there at the end. Somebody may could be coming back from the way, way past. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. What do you think of this? I think it's pretty confirmed. What do you think of the title, The Rise of Skywalker? I mean, what are your thoughts? It's, a, it's a innocuous title because I'm like, okay, does that mean that one of the characters is a Skywalker and they're rising? Or is it like a fake out because the Skywalkers are not rising? They're going away. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is the ninth story in the Skywalker saga, as they officially calling this. And it's the end of this in uh, end of the Skywalker era. So I would wouldn't think you'd want to go with the rise of Skywalker. Unless they're talking about like uh, Kylo rising rising to be good yeah you know, kind of to mirror return of the jedi yeah you I, know darth vader going the good a little bit you know i mean because we all know kylo is uh general uh leia's son and she's a skywalker etc etc i don't know i don't i hope i hope it's not return of the jedi 2019 I think it's already done that. I mean, because you see, you know, at the end of the trailer, I'm not spoiling anything. If you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it. But you see the Death Star. Yeah. And it's in the ground. And, of course, the Death Star was above, what, the Ewoks planet? Yeah, I think you know, so. I Return think so. Jedi. So it fell on the Ewoks planet. So there you go. It's It's already linked to Return of the Jedi right there. Supposedly, that's where uh, Palpatine might have might have survived. Who knows? I don't know. Or is he a Force ghost? You know? I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I mean, it, you sound it, grumpy. It, you sound uh, grumpy there, Corey. I just don't like the title. I don't like the title. I don't like the title. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be I think a, a little one. controversy. Is good though. Yeah, it's going to make a trillion dollars. It's going to be number one at the box office forever. 
And hopefully, I mean, because this is, they say this is the last one for a while. This is the last Star Wars film we get for a while. And I hope it ends on a bane. I hope it ends on a high note. Like, just like, wow. Nine films, that's the way to end it. And that, that could be the meaning of the rise of Skywalker. It's but It might be talking about the whole saga because this is the end of a saga. I right. think it's the end of the Skywalker saga. But when they say the rise, they might have just be encapsulating all nine movies. Now we're going to have ghosts of like everybody that's died at the end of this film, like, you know, Han Solo. Yeah, like me lined up right there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I do like, I do like, and I said this before, that um, Carrie Fisher's part is relatively big in this film. And and I like the fact that they, they show her in this teaser. And it's like, oh, I like the fact that they used unused footage from the last film to to integrate her into this one. So it's not like, oh, yeah, we've already seen that before. That's a rehash or, yeah, that's fake. You can tell. Yeah, I don't want to see GI Leia. No, 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 thanks. No, if you maybe if you have to do a scene or two, like off in the distance, to you know, sometimes you've seen that in movies where someone passes away and they get someone else to to fill in just so they can do that. But yeah, I don't want a total CGI Leia. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's I think it's gonna be a big enough part, and of course, Matt Smith from Doctor Who is gonna be in this too, which. It's been confirmed finally, so I'm curious to see what he plays. Oh, when did that come out? Well, it says here. <laughs> it says, oh, in the article there. It says new characters played by Matt Smith, uh, Dominic Monaghan, and Carrie Russell. Ooh, I knew about Carrie Russell. I did not know. I didn't know it was confirmed about Matt Smith. Well, Matt Smith was. Remember, he was like, uh, no, I'm not in it. He was skirting know. the issue, so yeah. I don't know what he's going to play. Hopefully better than the Terminator Genesis film. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, um, yes. But uh, I'm excited for it, um, and and hopefully they will stop making Star Wars films for a while because I'm just tired of – like Star Trek, I'm tired of every turnaround and there's always something new from the franchise coming out. It's like, please stop. Yeah. Has it been three years since they made the last film? Is it? Is, it's not every three years now. It's like every – No, it? no, no. Okay. Every year and a half? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the three-year thing better. It was – gave you time to work on it and whatnot. Yeah. I agree. But I'm a continuity person, too. So I love the fact that we have nine films with the same actors with John freaking Williams doing the music for all nine films. Before he passes away, he's pretty old. Yeah, he's in his 80s. But I like the but the fact that you had him do it, even the the feel of the films are all going to have the same, you know, sense yeah. of the music playing. You're like, oh, yeah, that's 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 right. I love that. I like it. Yeah. So that's that's coming out December 20th, was it, I think? Mm-hmm. I'm like that. Yep. So we'll have to wait and see about that. And speaking of Star Wars. Yeah, we've got some uh, footage. Well, we we didn't get to see it, but the people at the Star Wars celebration got to see footage from the Mandalorian, the new uh, Disney Plus streaming show coming out, coming out in November, apparently. So they showed a lot of behind the scenes stuff during that footage. Uh, I've got a link we can put in the show notes of a video where uh, there's some stills and John Favreau also shows off some behind the scenes of the spaceship that the Mandalorian uh, is flying some of the cantina scenes, a bunch of new characters. Um, We've got Carl Weathers playing grief Marga, who's like a head of a bounty hunter guild. Uh, uh, Gina Carlo, uh, she's playing a bounty hunter named Cara Dune, who's an ex-shock trooper. Um, 
it looks pretty good. You know, the buzz from from uh, Star Wars Celebration that it's it's high production, you know, good quality. People are pretty excited. Um, what do you think about this? I can't wait. I wish we could see this footage now. It, but I love the fact it's got the classic Star Wars feel. Yeah, and we got a piece of, you know, Pedro Pascal from The Prospect, and I think he's a good fit. Oh, yeah. In this oh, yeah. He was great in that movie, so he's going to be perfect in this. Yeah. But we'll have to wait till November. I think this is going to be – I think because of what Disney owns, I think the Disney Plus service, it, people are going to go crazy to get it, not just for this, but for everything else that Disney has under their belt. And see, it's right before, you know, oh, of course. the next Star Wars movie, so – Well, that's the way to do it, you know? I mean, seriously, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. So we'll have to check that out when it comes out. And uh, so uh, we were talking about this before the show, but uh, Pluto TV, which I think we hey, anyone with internet connection that's geeky enough knows what Pluto TV is, but you got a story about what they're getting added to their collection. Yeah, and this is pretty huge, I think, for that, for that startup. Uh, Pluto TV, in case you didn't know, it's a free streaming channel. You can get it on a browser. You can get it. Um, on your phone, uh, through the streaming players. But yeah, they cut a deal with BBC to get um, more than 200 classic Doctor Who episodes and other BBC Studios programming, uh, Antiques Rogue Show, and, and a bunch of other things here. Um, and Pluto TV just hit the 15 million unique visitors um, mark, so that's a pretty high mark. Um, but all you Doctor Who fans, you know, you're going to be able to get free doctor who content <laughs> and you're saying Corey, like this beats brit box a little bit here so yeah i mean we talked about this before the show brit box is like six something seven something a month it's real cheap uh commercial free and it's not just bbc content they have they have uh um channel four itv and other british channels and original content also they have made specifically for their their thing but the fact that you're getting a good amount of BBC content on here, doesn't it seem like it's going to take a little bit away from the BritBox appeal? It sounds like it is, but I'm not I'm not probably the biggest fan. You're probably more of a fan of that stuff than me, but Yeah, I I am, but I don't I don't get the service because I already have all the Doctor Who, so I don't really need it. But the fact that basically classic Doctor Who is coming back to quote-unquote television again is just just amazing it's in like what 25 years jesus yeah yeah this is coming out next month and in, in may and you're gonna have like a doctor who channel on pluto tv streaming all the time yeah so in, in my geekiness here um they say 200 class more than 200 classic episodes that's a drop in the bucket of the original show i think it was like 700 and something episodes of the original oh, okay. show. and so there's probably like let's say 500 that are, still exist so 200 is only maybe half of the episodes are going to air. So it's like, Oh, okay. It sounded like a lot, but I, I did not know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of episodes of that show. So you think of 200, you're like, wow, that's like 10 seasons of television here. Like, no, that's not a lot there, but so I'm curious what episodes they do have and what, you know, which ones they're not going to be able to show. I wonder if it's is like, uh, just like a taste and then maybe later they'll add more. I don't know. I, I think it, I, I just think it's awesome. Yeah, a classic Doctor Who channel. I'd just be like, okay, that'd be one of those things that I would have on in the background all the time. Yeah, just to be like, oh, what's on now? Oh, cool. All right, we'll do something else. Oh, what's on now? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I mean, also, I mean, the fact that they're gonna have other BBC stuff going on there, maybe it'll be just 
kind of an interesting thing to discover other shows that I've never seen before or haven't seen in a long time that they might have out there. I'll be checking it out. I mean, I love free content. So, it, yeah, like as like you said, it's free. Well, whoop de doo. Yeah. All right, and now the last story that we night. I think we got two big stories this week: one science fiction and one science fact. M eighty seven, the first picture of a black hole located at the center of the galaxy of M eighty seven. That's that's where it's located. Was actually photographed. We got our first photograph of a black hole this week. Um, I don't know. I'm not impressed, but I'm sure it's it was awesome to the people that did it. Well, it's 55 million light years away, too. I know, and, I know. And I'm trying to understand. How do you get a picture of a black hole? I mean, right, right. Yeah, remember this is the first picture. I mean, when we landed on the moon, it wasn't HD TV either. Right, but I think people nowadays expect something more. <laughs> too bad i know i know I mean, this is the but beginning I, I know but you see all the memes i mean have you seen all the memes i have seen or, some or that, some of the memes i have seen that are so some inappropriate ones too that are hilarious but yeah i have seen the memes out there for it yeah <laughs> I, I i applaud this but i want to see something more detailed i guess i think we have to give it time give it a year or two maybe we'll get something a little better yeah but it's 55 55 million light years away, crying out loud. What did you expect them to do? Get their iPhone up and take a picture? Yes. <laughs> Jesus, they don't make iPhones that good yet. Oh, thank God. No, this is still cool. It's, I'm, I'm all joking aside. It's it's the beginning of something new. Yes. What else are we going to get pictures of? You know, I mean, if they can take pictures of black holes, what else out there can we see in a different perspective? I agree. All right, let's move on to our shorts this week. Uh, let's start off with the first one here. It's called FTL. It's a Dust original. 14 minutes and 42 seconds by Adam Stern. And I was impressed from the beginning with the special effects of this thing, for the most part. I was too, for the low budget. The only parts that bothered me with the special effects on this was when they were showing the the guy, the commander in the in the ship from a distance. Oh, I caught that. I was I remembered that when they first like showed him from a distance, you're like, that wasn't lit very well. Mm -hmm. You could really tell. Yeah, it's like, yep, nope, nope. But but the rest of it was really good. Um, I like the, the whole idea. Of this is ships called the long shot and they're going to do their first faster than light travel to Mars, which takes about three minutes to get there. So they can launch. Mm -hmm. which and, and, and this idea I thought was great. They're going to launch a satellite around Mars to have real time. Uh, communications between the Mars Colony 1 and Earth, which I thought was great. Like an FTL radio signal. Right. I thought that was really cool. A really cool science-y sci-fi. Yeah. But of course, things don't go as they as planned. No, they don't. And, and go, all goes downhill from there. <laughs> Are you talking about the story? Uh, Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I was agreeing with you on this. It was I, I, I'm like, oh, wow, the, the ship looks great. I love the way the, the, the rings are turning and all this stuff and the travel, the whole the whole experience of the travel was great. And then, you know, you know, he disappears and he goes somewhere else. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really great. And then. OK, I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, OK, this is going to go somewhere. I'm like, no, it didn't go anywhere. It kind of went somewhere. It went to the far flung edges of space. 
I mean, aliens. Hey, aliens. Of course, but but the whole ending of it, I was like, that's it. It was just. It's aliens with a conscience, man. I guess, but I just intelligent life. They care about they care about us humans. I think I should have just ended with him just being jettisoned off into space and call it a day. No, no, no. I mean, I guess that that could have been an ending. Um, but this is a oak. An okay ending. I'm yeah. just gonna say that. Not a great ending. No, I mean the what happens at the end. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, and I think it's funny. I mean, I guess that was their backyard, the family's backyard, because mm-hmm. it was like kind of like looked like they went out the front door. And I'm like, you figure that place would be swarming with photographers or something, and it's just like there's nobody even in their backyard either. Well, I forgot how much time elapsed. Twenty one hours. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it wasn't that long. So it's not like it was weeks or months later. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. I guess that, that that's a short-sighted thing. They should have had, like, photographers there. Right. It would. It probably would have added more dimension to it if they were there because they would all be like, whoa, what is that up there? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, nobody's like, none of that happened. It's just like, whoa. And then it's like, there's nobody else around? Really? Okay. Yeah, I think this was a super low budget. But mm-hmm. did you recognize any of the characters? No. What was I missing? Ooh. So the the mission control lady, the older lady, she was on uh, Travelers. She was that uh, sick traveler they brought in to fix the cannon or whatever. Okay. I did not realize that. Awesome. That was her. I've seen the guy too, but I can't remember where I've seen him from. He looks familiar. He has that face, though. I, I do say that he has that face. Maybe this is another Toronto production. <laughs> Vancouver, you mean? Vancouver. Vancouver. I bet you dollars are donuts. We see certain faces. Um, on a pause, on a side note, I was watching that show, The Order, uh, with my wife on Netflix, and uh, it's film. And, and one of the actors is the guy. Uh, he was like the crazy guy from um, Continuum. Jason was his name, I think, in that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he shows up in this, and I see him, and I literally say to my wife, "I said this is filmed in Vancouver." <laughs> and sure, same heck, people you see all over. Place. And sure as heck, I look it up, Vancouver. I'm like, see, told you. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, I I do that now. Whenever I see certain actors, I'm like, it's filmed in Vancouver, and uh, yeah. So this probably you're probably right. This probably was filmed in Vancouver. Um, I love the idea of the. I love the technology, the whole faster than light travel stuff, the whole communication satellite. Um, but beyond that, it was just, uh, and of course the, they made sure to put a, a TNG reference in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, all right. Oh yeah. 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 Make it, you don't say make it. So I'll be so upset. It's like, Oh, okay. I thought you'd like that. I thought it was cute. I like that. I was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. 13 minutes though. I mean, it was kind of a bit too long for, <laughs> for the story. It was, it was cute. Yeah. Um, I would like to see more of this idea of the FTL travel and whatnot, but eh. they had a pretty elaborate ship, I, you know, a big ship too. Apparently they needed a big ship to push those engines of theirs. Yeah. So I thought that part was cool. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I said, technology was great, but the ending was just like you said, it just fell apart. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the next one here. This one's called Sprites. 15 minutes and 31 seconds. Um, human actors no longer are needed, and they use computerized people. They call them sprites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was this over your head? I just 
I, I like the idea behind it, but I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm bored of this. I was wondering how you'd take it. I thought it was cool. It was a good exercise. I think a very good, um, I guess, you know, like today, nowadays you're like, Oh, anything can just be done in CG and done in the computer, even actors. Right. Um, and I think that's what they were trying to get at here. Um, you had the director who really wanted, I think she really wanted a human, right? Yeah. And then you had the producer and those people like, no, 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 we can do it with sprites. Sprites can handle it all, you know? Yeah. And she's like, no, no, I really want a human. And then she's like, well, let me show you this one sprite. I think that's what it is. And then, you know, basically the director massaged the performance out of the sprite and she was amazed that a sprite could act just as good as a human, I think. Yeah, it kind of it kind of blew up in her face because at first, first of all, I like the fact that they just steal the, the scene from uh, the funeral from Rathacon. I thought you'd like that, too. I thought that was a great thing. I mean, we have TNG. Now we have uh, Rathacon. But I love the fact yeah. that they did this like because it's like, all right, look, how can we we can do this because we don't have to write our own scene. We just steal it from a movie. And I'm thinking Leslie was the one that wanted to direct. And she's like, oh, yeah, I want humans. And I'm like, OK, so I can see where she was going with this with why, you know, why does he want this? Make it do him with a Russian accent, with a limp, make it where he blames the crew. And I'm like, oh, I see you. You want to show that sprites aren't as versatile as humans are. I'm like, OK, right. right. And, and then it blows up in her face. And I'm like, what? Okay. Well, no, I thought that was cool that she thought I couldn't, she couldn't rec recreate humanity, but she was able to, you know. Right. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, this is more indie yeah. than I thought you might be used to. I mean, but I thought it was still a good exercise. And it was a great way to, to do something with like super minimal special effects, too. Yeah, I I, I I will give it that much. I mean, I like the fact that there was a story there, even though I didn't enjoy it. But it was a there was a story that you could enjoy and do it with still minimal special effects. Yeah, there you go. That's what that's what a, a good short is. Yes. <laughs> well, you liked it. I didn't. But that's that's my opinion. And that's OK. <laughs> all right. Last one is another one presented by Dust called Tower D. Six minutes and 32 seconds by Kent Hugo and. Yeah, spying, uh, Big Brother <laughs> spying. This is this is super trippy. I thought it was trippy. Yeah, so it was like Big Brother watching, um, almost like a voyeur watching people in their apartments and making judgment calls by what they're seeing, you know. But making very sweeping, broad generalizations off people. Oh, I, I know. I uh, well, I love the fact that the device comes down and says, look, listen, judge on it. I'm like, okay. So I already know where you're going with this. Mm -hmm. Like the first guy was playing a video game and he was just like rapping or something. And he's like, oh, drug dealer. Gangster. He writes gangster. <laughs> or gangster. Gangster. Yeah. And then it says interrogate, presume it guilty and or presume guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. Which is like, so twisted. Yeah. Yeah. And then the woman's wa eating and watching like she's like watching like a Twitch stream, which is watching her eat, which is watching. It was weird, like like in, like like an endless loop. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then <laughs> and he says she's a drug addict. Yeah. OK. Well, that, that's just the, the, the voyeur making a judgment call 
without context. Yeah. You know? And of course, we're looking at going, no, I don't know where you're getting this. Yeah. And then the lady trying to fix her washing machine or something. Yeah. She's just like pushing buttons and he's like, oh, it's a bomb. Mm-hmm. She has a bomb. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then and then, of course, you get to, to the, the hooded guy. The, the ha- He looks like a hacker. The Russian accent. You know, it's all nefarious. And he says he's watching TV without a TV license. Right. All right. Yeah. Your perspective is way twisted here. If that's what you're seeing. Uh huh. And then the watcher gets watched mm-hmm. by another overseer. Yep. And I love how he's just get he gets decommissioned to watching birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we find it would have been cool to see the cops coming in arresting people because you hear it yeah. you know what's going to happen but you never see it yeah that would have been interesting and then at the end of course you find out that the hacker guy the guy in the hoodie is a hacker and he does a remote shutdown and they grab that woman and that's it you know it's like oh okay it's kind of like overthrowing big brother yeah basically. it is and, and the thing i was I, of course i was thinking about it as i'm watching this i'm like wouldn't these people know that they're being watched you know i guess with this far flung technology there it's you can't tell yeah yeah this was like a this was a weird acid trip i i really enjoyed it but it was just like wow it was a good like 1984 type thing screaming 1984 and it's hard to believe that they got they shoved all of this stuff into six and a half minutes well that's how you have a good story if you could tell a good story with with a limited amount of time you know but it felt like there was a lot more substance in there than just six and a half minutes. It felt like it was more than six minutes mm-hmm. to me. Cause, yeah. Cause they didn't force it on you. It wasn't going fast, but it was just so much information in there. I'm just like, wow, that's only, six I think minutes. they could expand that. They could have expanded that. You know, I think they, I think it would have gotten a little too old just watching Maybe. somebody else and then saying, this is what they're doing. I don't know. I think if you did a little too much of it, we'd get bored of it. Or maybe like show different watchers, switch mm-hmm. to different watchers. Mm-hmm. Like here's somebody that's not doing a good job. Here's somebody doing a good job. You know, mm-hmm. like or have multiple watchers watching the same person and seeing what they're each thinking that person's doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like this. There was this was a fun universe to be in. Hmm. I uh, I wonder if they're going to expand. I want to find out. Yeah, this is something I would love them to expand on. Yeah. Finally, a good one. Yes, I like that. That one, I that was my favorite of, of the three. Definitely. Definitely was. Uh, that's it, my friends, for this week's episode. Our seventh installment of the shorts here. Glad you could join us. And I want to thank Brian Lee for being here. And Brian, where can we find you online? I uh, can always find me on Twitter or Instagram. It's Brian Says. And as always, sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher for all your sci-fi goodness. We got a lot of stuff we've been doing here. Um. Last last week we did the Tom Selleck. I can't. It's hard to say Tom Selleck with a straight face. Tom Selleck sci-fi film Runaway. Uh, mm-hmm. Sunday we had an Alien short we just did uh, Night Shift. Uh, tomorrow we're doing two episodes. We got the Orville and the Twilight Zone, both new episodes. So we're gonna geek out on those. Thursday, of course, more Rick and Morty. And next week we're doing the film from 2018, starring Michael Pena, called Extinction. So make sure you check all that stuff out. And check everything else we out we did at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always email us, sci-fi watcher at say productions, or drop us a voicemail, 774-327-2948, 774-32-say it. That's it for this Tuesday edition of the podcast. And until next time, everyone, have a great one. <laughs>